Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area, and we have made it through the desert. It is game day. The Sharks take on the Predators in Prague to kickstart the season, so we're going to get you ready by looking at the key matchups and the players to watch and learn a little bit more about the Predators. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at Fear the Fin and San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making us your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can subscribe on YouTube. We have made it. We are here. Game one of 82. So we're going to do things a little bit differently. I know if you're a longtime listener of the show, um, kind of Kyle and I, how will we preview them? Um, this year going to try something a little bit different, see how this works. And then if, if it doesn't work, we'll try something else. But, um, for previews, we're going to look at kind of the expected lines for both of them. Uh, I'm going to have three big questions going into it. And then three players I'm watching plus a prediction on what I think is going to happen for the game. Or in this case, both the games, since the sharks play back to back against the same team. But before we get that going, do want to let you guys know that, uh, today's episode is brought to you by bet online. Betonline, as you covered this season, one more props, odds, and lines than before. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so we we we're here. All the off-season stories and the will they, won't they, and should they, they should do this. We've come to the point to find out if it's actually going to happen. So let's start with the projected lines for the sharks uh this is coming from of course a good friend of the show shang peng uh so projected lines right now top line team Amar, tomas hurdle luke cunning uh, nothing really unexpected there especially with bear banoff hurt cunning is kind of taking that spot right now um I, it'll be interesting when bear banoff comes back if he's given his job right away or if kind of performs well if he'll slide back down to that third line or a second line role. Um, second line of Oscar Lindblom, Logan Couture, and Kevin LeBanc. Third line of uh, Matt, or not Matt, or sorry, yeah, Matt Nieto, Nick Benino, and Noah Gregor. Uh, fourth line of Steven Lorenz, Nico Sturm, and Jonah Gadovich. So Gadovich, uh, impressing on his strong preseason, earns himself a spot, the opening night roster. So good for him. Again, I know there is a couple injuries up, up front. You know, when Bear Banoff uh, gets back, kind of how that bottom six is going to shake out with, with those guys. But those are your projected forwards. Um, Scott Harrington going from tryout to first-line pair defenseman in a matter of weeks. Uh, then is paired with Eric Carlson. We have the Vlasic Ferraro, Shimmick, Benning um, pairing. So nothing that we out of the ordinary from what we've seen all preseason. James Reimer gets the first start of the year, so good for him. And then Kapokakin is the backup, and I assume Aaron Dell is going to be a healthy scratch just because, um, again, you, they have three goalies right now. They'll deal with that when they get home. So 
Nothing kind of out there. The only kind of one little out of the ordinary or one thing I was kind of a little surprised with was Reimer getting the first start. But I think Reimer's had a little bit better of a preseason than Kakonin has. And, you know, maybe you give the nod to the veteran uh, James Reimer, especially after the season he had last year. Um, give him the nod of getting the first start of the year. But we'll just see Kakonin on Saturday. So it's it's not going to be, you know, especially the backs back. You're going to see them both. Um, your team captains for the year, of course, Logan Gator is the team captain. Uh, Tomas Hurdle, one of the alternate captains. Um, Eric Carlson, uh, Mario Ferraro, and then Nick Benino given the uh, the fourth A. So, congrats to Benino. I know a lot of people were saying, "Well, why didn't Timo Meyer get it?" You know, I, I he's one of the best players, and I get that with it being the best player. But I think what this is about kind of the leadership thing and. Timo Meyer just doesn't really kind of seem to be one of those guys. And that's totally fine. You can be a great player and you don't have to be the leader type of guys. And you can be a leader without having to be a great player. So Nick Benino, I'm per it's fine. You know, he seems like a great guy. You know, he's going to be a total professional. He's got probably going to get traded at the trade deadline. So, you know, good for Nick Benino to, to get that a um, never has worn a letter before, which kind of surprised me when I, when I saw that. So, and then, on to the Pred side. So their combination, their lines, Philip Forsberg, uh, Michael Granlin, and Matthew Shane. That's that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, Forsberg is insane. Duchesne's insane. Um, <laughs> then on the second line, Nino Niederreiter, Ryan Johansson, uh, Kiefer Sherwood. Third line, uh, Jakob Trenin, Colton Sissons, and Tanner Janot. Fourth line of Cole Smith, Cody Glass, and Eli uh, Tolvanen. Defensive pairings, Roman, uh, Roman Yossi, who's uh, out of this world insanely good. Alexander Carrier, Ryan McDonough, uh, Matthias Ekholm, Jeremy Lazan, and Dante Fabro. And of course, in goal, uh, we're going to see UC Saros on Friday's game and probably uh, Kevin uh, Lackanen on Saturday. So just assuming that they don't want to give UC Saros back to back who knows but they might especially with a week off um they give them back to back so and with the Preds last year again this this team is that top end talent is really really good so you know Roman USC last year was second in the Norris 96 points last year including 23 goals Matthew Shane who you know I joke about all the time about quitting uh hockey to play country music still had 43 goals last year 43 assists for 86 points second on the team Philip Forsberg you know, right behind him with 84 points um, and 42 goals. And he played only 69 games. Nice way to, I, I really appreciate that out of Forsberg. So, you know, uh, Tanner Janot, like young guy who really made his mark last year with 41 points. Um, you know, so they lost a couple guys, but it's not a bunch of guys where they were like, oh man, this is not, not like huge losses. And then getting Nino Niederreiter, is is pretty is a pretty good steal for them. So and then of course having UC Saros back there last year he played 67 started 67 games a total workhorse type of goalie 918 save percentage 264 goals against four shutouts last year and unfortunately hurt himself right before the playoffs started um which is why the abs swept him not that I thought that the Preds were going to win but having UC Saros back there, who's going to be a Vesna caliber goalie for um, for the Preds for a while, like he he is what holds them together. So it's going to be a tough matchup. The Preds are a good team. They're going to be fighting probably for that, you know, bottom probably at second, third, potentially fourth or second or third spot. If not the first wild card spot in the playoffs in the West. Um, 
So they are they're they're a very good team, and they got better like we talked about yesterday with uh, locked on Preds by adding you know Niederreiter. So um, Sharks definitely got got themselves you know their hands full. So uh, we're gonna look at next. We're gonna look at kind of what the big three things I'm the keys to the game that I'm gonna be looking at for the Sharks if they want to try to kind of pull up this upset um and what they they need to do to try to establish that and then we're going to look at later on the three players or things that i am looking forward to in this weekend's game so but before we get into that we do need to take a break let you guys know about our friends over at bet online bet online your number one source for football betting info this season if you bet the under on the Colts Broncos, you're probably feeling really good about yourself. I'm recording this right now at like the beginning of the fourth quarter, and it is a absolute snooze fest, which is why I'm recording right now. Uh, so find out the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis in every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check on your favorite games and events, including you got Major League Baseball playoffs coming up. I think they start next week or this weekend. Anyway, so MMA, boxing, golf, NBA is going to be starting up. Uh, there's, there's of course, going to be fun draft stuff with the NBA. As uh, yeah, we have two amazing, we have an amazing prospect in the NBA and an amazing prospect in the NHL. So draft is going to be super fun this year. So head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So again, this year, a little bit different. Gonna, you know, trying some new things out that I am by myself this year. It's not gonna be, you know, it's a little bit more structured, I think, is, is probably the best way to as you guys have seen, if especially if you're a longtime listener, um, compared to what we used to do, what Kyle and I used to do. But so this year, uh, we're going to kind of use the second segment to look at the big questions for this game or kind of what, what the Sharks need to kind of answer if they want to win this game. And I think it starts with the new look power play attack. So the Preds penalty kill was kind of okay. They were 18th last year in the NHL. And I think especially in this game where you're going to be on the larger international ice, the Sharks need to try to kind of come out and surprise them um with their new penalty uh with their new power play so how you know they need to use the larger ice to their advantage try to create more space in passing lanes for open shots and that quick puck movement um you know those lateral passes especially if you're trying to get timo meyer if the goal is to get timo meyer an open shot is how can you get the puck from one side to the other and then back to timo meyer so the defense is constantly moving and making uc stars have to try to you know slide across the ice there so that's going to be the game plan for them and again right now you have an extra 15 feet with the international ice so be really interesting to see how the sharks can attack the preds penalty kill which is probably their weak spot of a team right now especially compared to the other kind of three phases of their game so being able to try to take advantage there because that is one of the spots where I think you can, you might be able to have an advantage. So UC stars is going to be the big kind of eraser for that uh, when it comes to the, the power play uh, because he is so, so good. Like again, you were dealing with a Vesna caliber goalie <laughs> back there. So even if you get, do everything right, he's one of those guys who could just potentially just 
you know erase anything that you that you did um before so that that's gonna be a big thing is how can you do that is you know he he definitely cleans up any mistakes that they have on the penalty kill so you, you have to be patient you have to keep the puck moving you can't kind of just fall into the like pass 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 type of thing keep the puck moving keep the defenders moving and then hopefully you can get uc stars just a little bit out of position and timo meyer can can you know crush one home so that's the kind of the first thing that the sharks need to do to win is you have to win on the power play the second big question for the sharks is their five on five and this has been a a, a sore spot for the sharks last year on generating shots and you're like well who cares? You know, if you're as long as the puck goes in, it doesn't really matter. Teams that generate shots, and it's kind of simple, right? If you generate shots, you're keeping the other team from the most part from generating shots, and you're you're driving the offense, keeping the offense in your zone. And how many of those kind of back to back to back shifts where you're in there driving shots and making the defense work? It's always harder to play defense, right, than just to play offense because on defense you're chasing the puck. And on offense, you are the one that's kind of initiating the, the attack. So the President Sharks actually both finished 20. They were both actually pretty low um, with the shot attempts last year. So the Preds, uh, the Sharks were, the Preds were 22nd and the Sharks were 23rd at shot attempts last year per natural stat trick. And this is at five on five. So kind of the bottom third of the league when it comes to actually generating shots. But the Predators are really good at keeping you from shooting the puck they finished 10th high with the least amount of shots allowed so the sharks they, they need to try to this might be a low kind of a low event game where there's just not a lot of shots if you know we, we don't know how quinn's offense is going to generate look right away i think there's gonna be some growing pains uh, especially for a team that hasn't had a lot of practice they haven't you know they've had a very condensed preseason schedule so there might be some growing pains here but again uc sara is very good so you're gonna have to try to it's gonna be that game of do you just go for quality shots or you just go for quantity shots and hope that he has to be perfect all morning night whatever time it is morning for us afternoon for us night for them so you know the sharks they they got to try to find that's usually been their bread and butter is they may not get the most shots but they're going to get higher quality shots so we're going to see if this can work against the preds especially for a team that doesn't allow a lot of shots so i think that's probably the the tactic we're going to see keep passing trying to keep the puck away trying to keep the puck moving and then when you do get a shot just take the shot instead of just keep shooting and try to get the rebound and, and continue to shoot there. So especially with a goaltender like UC Soros, go. I don't. It's it'll be interesting to see Quinn's tactic of quality versus quantity when it comes to shots. And then kind of the third big thing I'm looking for is on the opposite of the special teams, the the penalty kill, right? The Sharks penalty kill was amazing last year. Second in the league behind the Carolina Hurricanes, but the Preds are an ama- a really good power play, right? They were sixth in the league at 24.4% last year and they're returning people plus they got Nino Niederreiter. So it's like you're you're adding on top of a, what's going to be what's already a really good power play. Having your Roman Yossi who's one of the best offensive defensemen in the league, 
being your quarterback, this this is a big test for the Sharks penalty kill, especially where we think it's going to be pretty similar, but are they going to be able to kind of click right away, especially when you're going to have some new guys entering the fray of the penalty kill? You know, I think guys like uh, Luke Cunnant is going to be a, a penalty killer. You know, we know guys like Hurdle and Kator and Benina are going to be penalty killers, but like the different wings, who are the wings that are going to be with those guys? We know Matt Nieto is going to, probably going to be one. Is Noah Gregor, has he earned his chance to be a one? You know, Steve Lorenz, we've, we've seen um, play penalty kill in the preseason. So which of these guys has kind of earned that right to, to be a penalty killer out there and who's trust going to be trusted by David Quinn. So again, if the Sharks can kind of keep this this really powerful power play somewhat bottled in. And then if they can maybe, you know, take advantage of their weaker, the president penalty kill, that's going to be kind of their, their ticket to success and hopefully generate enough five on five offense. But I think the special teams is going to be kind of the make or break for the sharks in this game. All right. Before we continue and I look at, we're going to look at kind of the three players or three things that I'm watching for in this game. I do want to let you guys know about Locked On NHL. Thank you guys, of course, for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and, of course, on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, uh, make sure you guys hit the little subscribe button, hit the notification. That way you know exactly whenever every episode comes out. But when you're done checking us out, go check out Locked On NHL. They got you covered for everything in the National Hockey League. You have Western Conference Wednesdays. Thursdays are the power rankings. Uh, Gil, Monday's got your biggest stories of the weekend. So make sure you guys go check out Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. And of course, subscribe on YouTube as well. All right. So we talked about the big questions. Can the penalty kill get go? Can the penalty kill remain, you know, kind of keep up with success? What type of power player are we going to see? And if the Sharks can just kind of hang in there on the five on five, I think that that's going to be how this goes for them. So, the three players that I'm watching, this doesn't mean that they're the most important players on the team or you know the best players. Well, one case, one is. But kind of the three big things I'm looking at are for this team is, number one, Timo Meyer. Really, really good start in the preseason. He has six assists in the preseason. I want to see how he's going to handle the pressure, right? We know Hurdle talked about last season with the contract weighing on him, especially kind of that midseason. And we saw Hurdle go through lulls. And, you know, Bob Buchner talked about that of, you know, you have to keep the energy up. You got to kind of focus on it. And Timo's going to be in the same kind of position this year. And we know, you know, I've already started that, you know, hashtag 90 point Timo. We, if, if he gets off to a good start, that's kind of going to get the ball rolling here. So, um, I think him, we already know Hurdle, Timo, great combination, great chemistry. You know, I think, uh, I think, uh, Cunning's going to be perfectly adequate on that line, holding it down until Barabanov is healthy when they get back to the USA. But I want to see how Timo kind of starts the season off. And if he can start, get started with a, you know, on a hot streak here, you know, maybe score a goal or two this weekend, get a couple assists, and really kind of get the, the ball going on our 90-point Timo season. So number one player, that's the number one player I'm watching is Timo Meyer. The next thing I'm watching, I'm going to kind of cheat here. 
I'm watching the second line. So we, we heard very much how this offseason Sharks felt like Logan Couture needed help after the revolving door of wingers that he had on his, you know, playing with him last year. Um, you know, Sasha Shembalowski, Noah Gregor, Jonathan Dahlin. Just you, we've we watched last year, we know. So they went out, they signed Oscar Lindblom, who's you know, a potential as a, as a bounce back guy, especially after, you know, his, his battle with cancer, he's been trying to return to form, but hasn't got quite gotten to where he was before. And then Kevin LeBanc coming back from his injuries. So how do these three guys work together? Can they kind of be that second wave of offense that the sharks have desperately needed over the past couple of years? Basically, if it's not Timo and, and hurdle doing the heavy lifting, can these guys come step in and I want to see how they play, especially against a really good second line that the Preds have. How, what's, what's their impact going to be? You know, Kevin LeBanc hasn't played a, like an NHL game since December last year. I mean, he played a couple of preseason games, but we haven't seen him in full action since December last year. You know, how's Oscar Lindblom going to fit on this team and can he help provide that offense? And I like the way this line is constructed, right? Where, you know, Couture, he is going to be kind of the engine of the line. He's going to be able to, to play responsibly defensively. LeBanc, shooter, he's going to shoot. Shooter's going to shoot. And then I think Lindblom can help clean up goals and play in the dirty areas. So I want to see how these three guys work together and if they can kind of get some of that chemistry going right away. And then the kind of the final person I'm keeping an eye on there for this game is Mario Ferraro got paid this summer, you know, well-deserved has, has worked his way up uh, through the system has done everything that's he's been asked. He's been playing up the lineup on a, I've said this before on a much better team. He would be a, a really solid second pair defenseman, And he's had to play a lot of really tough minutes. So I want to see how he does without Brent Burns. He's basically stapled to Brent Burns for most of last season. And I want to see if not having to deal with Brent Burns is kind of freelancing. Um, if this is going to help to kind of open him up, we know he's Vlasic is very much a stay at home defenseman. Definitely not the same Calvary was years ago, but Vlasic most part is going to be in the right position. He's going to do the right thing type of stuff. So, I want to see how Ferraro can respond if he can kind of find that next level in his offensive game and be a really high quality second defenseman that we're really hoping him to be instead of just being a fan favorite defenseman and not, you know, Ferraro is a fan favorite. He's a fun player, got a great personality, but let's see if he can take that next step with his game uh, on the ice and, Again, the, these forwards from the Preds, they, that first line is really good. That second line is really good. They, they have quality guys up and down the lineup. So how is he going to respond to these guys, especially with Vlasic, who, you know, Ferraro has to be the initiator when it comes to offense and it comes with the transition on this, on this pairing. So a lot more responsibility for him, different responsibilities. I want to see how he handles this going forward. So... All right, let's end this with my predictions for the weekend. So I'm going to say these uh, Preds are going to win Friday's game four to two. Um, I'll give, uh, let me give Timo and Carlson 
goals on Friday's game. And then on Saturday, the Sharks will come back and win three to two. I think they're going to have the goalie advantage um, in net on Saturday. So that, that helps out a little bit. And uh, let me go with a, uh, let me go Timo, Hurdle, and let's go Noah Gregor. Noah Gregor starts his season off uh, solid. So those are my goal winner. Those are my goals for the week, the weekend. So I think if the Sharks come back, uh, one in one, they'll feel really good about this trip, especially if you can get the win on the second one and you have the long flight home. You can at least enjoy the win for a little bit um, before you get things going again in earnest uh, back in the States. So, yep. So, again, let's see how let's see how the, the special teams look. Can the Sharks hang in there on five on five? How does Timo look coming out of the gate? It's a really strong preseason. Can he keep this going here? You know, how does the second, this brand new second line look? Are you know, can they find some chemistry right away? And then Mario Faro, can Mario Faro be the defenseman that we, we want him to be and provide some more offense and you know, really take that mantle as the second best defenseman on the Sharks and not by default? So that'll do it for uh, me today. Um, so with the weird games, weird timing on Friday, I won't be like doing clips and and we won't be a uh, doing a live stream Friday just because by the time I get home from work, it's going to be a couple hours after the game. So um, Saturday though, we'll, we'll try to do a live stream after the game. Um, I'll be much more involved with the Saturday game just because again, it's, it's Saturday. So, um, but I'll still be kind of manning the Twitter. Um, so make sure you guys are following along on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at locked on sharks. Especially we got the season. I can't believe the season's here, guys. We made it through the season. So Locked on Sharks, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can listen uh, wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, all those places. If you're on Apple, please leave a five-star review. Write a little paragraph. Write a little, you know, give me, you know, JD, you're doing a great job. JD, you're the best. Makes me feel good. Anyway, um, and then subscribe on YouTube. So remember, the postcasts are going to be YouTube only so if you want to hang out with me interact as we discuss what's going on um, after the game kind of does all vibes uh, no analysis type feels make sure you guys are following along on youtube follow me on twitter at my fry hole and we'll be back on monday kind of discuss uh, what's, what's going on over the weekend and then we got some cool interviews lined up uh scott reedy is supposed to, is he's scheduled he's on the books to be uh for next week so you guys are going to want to make sure you uh, check that out. So until then, bye, friends.